Hello, and welcome to Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, on Muddied Waters Media. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome in. And of course, of course, there goes the camera. Let me fix that for you guys. How's it going, everybody? How is it going? Uh, I am blurry as ever. So, you know, I, I can't complain too much. There we go. Bring that right. Snap that back into focus. Welcome in, everybody. It's a beautiful Friday. It's been a minute, but we're back. We're here. And I didn't upload the thing i needed to upload don't worry i could do that on the fly while we talk um i want to thank you guys all for joining in of course this is mr murka the bearded truth i am jason lyon and i am so glad to be sharing this time with you guys here on muddy waters media so yes this is a muddy water media production which means that this episode and every other episode can be found on muddywatersmedia.com uh, you can of course subscribe to us and join in and become an exclusive group member where we're going to love you just a little bit more than we love everyone else, but don't tell everyone else that by heading on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters slash subscribe. So head on over there, join in with us. But other than that, we've got, um, we've got a show tonight. Of course, everyone is talking about the education bailout. Um, is it good? Is it bad? A lot of people are conflicted because they're gaining from it, but at the same time, they understand the principles aren't really in their favor. And of course, it's not in anyone's favor. It's government solutions. When does that work out for the benefit of us all? Stay tuned for another episode of It's Not. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking a lot about that. We're going to be talking about that. We're, of course, going to have to talk a little bit about the PPP, right? The Paycheck Pro- uh, Protection private i've got it written right here no i don't i had it written there we go paycheck protection program we're gonna be talking about that tonight as well um so we got a lot of good stuff we're gonna be talking about thank you guys for hopping in here uh, appreciate you guys hitting the like button hitting the love button hitting the care react interacting with everyone else's comments um for sharing this out because you know everybody wants to hear from the truth as the bio goes of course president biden declares this and of course it's a great and beautiful thing because president biden has declared it to be as such ignore what may come of the future because he's never going to address that of course as we should all expect but nonetheless that's what you guys come here to muddy waters media for is to be able to find out what it is that is actually going to be the blatantly in your face no joke going to happen so that we can sit here we can become informed we can know what happened historically and of course what's happening in the future uh forgive me because this picture is going to show up um spike may not like this but you got to let tyrants know what they can do so um this is for anyone who is interested in what's been happening between me and spike cohen himself don't tread on them come on bud don't don't tread on my internet capable devices um 
we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit i've got to get that all fixed up for you guys i apologize for not having that prepared for you guys ah it is what it is but so tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about that um so i'm excited for this conversation i'm of course always excited to be sitting down talking with you guys the wonderful muddy mudsketeers and the the non-subscribers as well um i love you guys all but before we get into the all of the conversation and and knock out all of the details so you can be equipped with all the conversations whether they're in favor or against or what have you we got to talk a little bit about what's coming up so this november november 8th tuesday night in melbourne brevard county florida you guys should join us so me and spike cohen jordan Marlowe, and of course shelly the brazilian porcupine will be down there in melbourne uh florida having a wonderful time at the 2022 golden liberty gala so if you want to be a part of this head on over to lpbrevard.org slash gala if you want to become a, a sponsor and help out and spread the message and help make Brevard a shining pinnacle of freedom and liberty, head on over to lpbrevard.org slash gala hyphen sponsors. How do you guys pronounce that, by the way? The in-between gala and sponsors, that little hyphen, usually, I, I, I think it's just my militarism, um, just that background. I, I usually call it attack, but what do you guys call it? And of course, we got to give a big shout out to Kelsey Line Designs. If you guys are a business that may or may not have received PPP, uh, if you guys are growing, if you are, if you have an organization or an event coming up, or you're on the campaign trail, whatever it is, whatever your needs are, you guys got to head on over to KelseyLionDesigns.com or KelseyLion.designs, and you can get signed up there. Kelsey Line is going to take an amazing great job uh she's gonna take a take a lot of care and do a great job taking care of you she's going to raise your level whether it's on social media or wherever you are currently broadcasting she's going to take it up to the next level you will not regret that use the code muddied waters and you'll get a nice discount there of course and of course if spike cohen is listening don't tread on my internet capable uh capable devices it is what it is but a uh, big shout out, of course, to the one and only Dwayne Lester for the mug. Well, I'll be sipping on that water, having a great time with it. But tonight, you, what you guys are coming here to talk about is, of course, millions of Americans are getting bailed out. And uh, the economic the economics around this is, uh, is, of course, disastrous, right? Whenever we talk about government, government involving itself, disastrous. Let's hear about the rationale. Let's hear about the reasoning. Let's see if it if it passes the sniff test for you, if this is a good thing. I want to hear your guys' commentary on this. Is this a good thing? Um, whether you're listening at the beginning of the show or at the end of the show, whenever you're listening, I want to know what are your thoughts on, um, on this recent bailout um, of, of forgiving some student loans. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? There's a lot of, of, of quick and easy arguments that we're seeing out there. Um, but I want to know your guys. I want to see where, you, where your temperature is. Um, we're going to talk about that as well, scientific. Uh, so, 
President Biden did come out and declare. So this is one of the the very few things that President Biden on the campaign trail promised to do. And in office, he's somewhat doing this. Um, He has declared that they will be providing up to $20,000 for uh, Pell Grant uh, recipients with loans held by the Department of Education and up to 10000 which is the more common um, route in debt cancellation for non-Pell Grant recipients. So a lot of families, a lot of people out there with student loans are about to see $10,000 be removed from their overall tax burden or from their overall loan burden on them um, when it comes to colleges. There's a lot of people out there. We've seen the memes, kind of the, the more extreme person may have 120, 150, $200,000 in debt. Um, this isn't, this isn't helping them at all. Of course, this is looking at people who may be 10, 15, uh, $20,000 in student loan debts, where this is going to take off a huge chunk of that. This is going to help alleviate some of that interest that's bearing on those accounts. And when they potentially, um, or presumably based on the, the legislation being put forth, um, in December of 23, so sorry, January of 24 is when they will resume making payments on those or when interest will, will begin accruing again. Um, this will help lighten those loads. And this is kind of is the theory behind that. Um, <clears throat> and so a lot of people are concerned with how did this come about? This is the first big conversation we're going to get into is how did he justify coming in and basically declaring this is this is the path forward and this is um this is totally something that he's allowed to do well no it's not of course this is a president so he has article two um to justify what actions he can and cannot do and of course power of the purse being money that's in article one where he declared in his statement putting out putting this out um was from the american rescue plan this was passed last year in 2021 what that did was that basically gave him an empty check and it said hey if you would like to cancel some student loans go ahead go at it bud you it make it yours do what you want to do so that in in a convoluted disgusting way in a way that i don't like to see um, Congress abdicated that power to him. And so he's utilizing the American rescue plan. Now in that American rescue plan, this also did, um, did disrupt the taxable portions of this. Um, I know I was somebody who shared it out originally. Um, and I was corrected on it. I, I was on my phone. So if you guys have noticed on Facebook, you guys are no longer able to uh, edit your posts on Facebook from your phone. You can do it on your PC. I just have not gone back to do this. Um, but in the American Rescue Plan, this actually did make it towards a non-taxable income. Um, typically, you'd see a 1099C, or when you have debts be, you know, forgiven, um, it, it's considered a taxable offense because everything is a taxable offense when it comes to government. Um, but from that. These people who are receiving that, they're not going to see, if they have $10,000 of, of, of loans forgiven, they're not going to see their their income raise up $10,000 to, to make the difference um, that you typically would when a loan is forgiven in that way. Um, <clears throat> and Matt Baxley is making a, a, an excellent distinction that I meant to bring up in the beginning. This is only for government 
act loans, student loans. Uh, it doesn't apply to the private loans. Um, this is, yes, this is only for those government-backed loans. And so this is this is going to be something that we're going to talk about a little bit of the effects later on, of course, um, around this. Um, but in this statement as well, so he said the twenty thousand for the Pell grants, ten thousand dollars for the uh, for the non Pell grant recipients. Um, he spoke about doing this. Uh, this is where it's important to bring this up. President Trump in October of 20, so i.e. a month before we voted uh, for his re-election or for Joe Biden or for Spike Cohen and and who he was running with. um, President Trump put out there that he was going to, you know, do the similar thing, do the same thing of, of, you know, help help alleviate some of those student loans. So what we saw from a lot of the ardent Trump supporters was either a silence or B um, supporting it. A lot of them didn't want to go uh, counteract against them because they saw that one, he was doing this uh, for political means for a political aim of garnering more votes of getting more people to corral around him. So they were quiet for political purposes. They weren't quiet because they were against this. They, they were in support of this because they wanted President Trump to be um, to gain that popular support. It's one of those things where you easily get to point out when partisans are partisan, because now you're seeing a lot of these people come out and they are vocal. They are adamant against this. And it's the right stance to take. This is not something that's going to be to the benefit of of the people. It's not a benefit to us, the people, um, because people that are taking out loans today are not going to get this ten thousand dollars forgiven. Um this is, you know, this is only those people at that time. This isn't a future bearing thing where $10,000 comes off of every uh, college tuition. But we'll talk about a little bit more about that here in a little bit. You can still edit posts on your mobile. Hold on. I, I just got fact checked. And now I'm mad because I've got a different Facebook than you've got. Mm, that's upsetting. But I apologize. Back to... Um, so, so in short on that partisans are going to partisan, they're partisaning as hard as they can partisan. Um, but that's why you guys come to Muddy Waters Media so that we can give you guys the, uh, the thick and the skinny of it all. Um, in this statement as well from president Biden, he says it's going to help borrowers of all ages. Now, this is one of those interesting things. Um, it was interesting for me to see just the demographic breakdown. It wasn't, it's not something that like is a deciding factor on if this is good or not. Right. If we, if we help out all the boomers, I'm suddenly in support. Or if we don't help any boomers, I'm, I'm suddenly against it. Um, cause we have principles here, but the borrowers who are going to be eligible for the relief, 21% are 25 years or younger. So these are people who couldn't take out a, a massive um, business loan. These are people who arguably can't rent a hotel room, can't rent a car, but they do have massive amounts of, of student loans. Um, I would say $10,000 is a massive student loan. It's it's a gamble. You're, you're gambling that not only are you going to finish this education tract, but that this education tract is going to pay for that loan and then some. Right, more than what you would have gained by not taking that track. Um, again, we'll discuss more of that. 
44% are between 26 and 39. So that's us millennials. Um, this is Brian Cherry's on my side. He can't edit. Um, 44% are between 26 and 39. So a lot of us millennials, that's who the biggest demographic is. But the people above 40 is still 35%. So there's still a massive chunk of of the older generations, including those boomers. Um, just an interesting little tidbit there. I, I didn't want to bring this up. And for comedic reasons, I wanted to bring this one up. Is going to advance racial equity. There you go. It's it's student loan forgiveness is racial equity. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm not even going to dive into that. <sighs> racial equity. Proud of them. Proud of them. Everything. Everything. It's got to be racial equity. Um. So. Going off of what Matt had commented earlier and going off into this conversation, how does this work? Because there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, this is just a direct payout. This is just money that's being printed out and being provided. Well, yes and no. The way that this works is that these loans are backed by the federal government. And so that means that when it doesn't work, the government will print the money. Sure. But when the government comes through and the government says to the government that, hey, these loans don't need to get paid anymore, this is $10,000, yeah, there's, it's not paying itself. But the thing that is lost within this, the thing that is lost within this is that the interest part of those accounts are lost because people are making those interest, uh, making those payments, which includes the interest, which is where if you... As a reference earlier, the, there there was an individual who posted about them paying for, I think it was like 30 years on $120,000 debt and paying the bare minimum. After all that time, their overall loan is $8 more than what it was before. And so when you have that money, that interest that they're no longer paying on that, that's gone. So that's money that's lost that would have been part of the revenue. Um, so that money that would have been a part of the revenue now is a deficit in that way when it looks to the expense sheet. So we're going to have to replace that either A, with the printing of dollars, B, with an increased revenue through other means, so higher taxes or through more grabs of smaller amounts, whatever, what have you. Um, but we're going to see where that kind of that grappling comes out. This is where that hurts. So that's just on the financial side of the federal government. On the other side of the conversation is what we're going to see a continuing of, certainly, and this is something that was even backed by them. They, they, President Biden put this in his statement. Back in 78, and we're going to talk about what happened in 78, but back in 78, something happened. And ever since then, if you look at that orange line, and I'm sorry if you guys are audio only, but the orange line starts at about $8,000 for tuition. And by 2021, we're at 24000 22000 And what that means is that we've done more than double. We've done two and a half times, two, 2.6 times um, an increase in the cost of tuition since then. So... 
what we're going to see from this is that when the government says, hey, don't worry, you're still going to get your money. We're still going to get our money. Everyone's going to continue to get their money no matter what it is. We're going to see those college tuition rates continue to go up per semester. Yes, I apologize. Per semester. Um, we're going to continue to see those rates go up. We're going to see the climbing of those college tuitions. Um, the Department of Labor continually every two years drops a, a sheet, a graph showing the the cost of different things. In, and you can see which ones are are have more and more government intervention in them in which ones the government just kind of lets it do its own thing because you can see the cost over time increase for when the government gets involved and decrease in the in the areas where government doesn't this is going to be the same thing where we're going to see an increase in those costs now what did happen in 1978 i'm not asking 71 of course coming off the gold standard just made fiat but what happened in 78 was actually something that president biden supported this was the middle income students assistance act and what this did was the federal government basically said, hey, I still want to collect my money, even if you go bankrupt. And so part of this, and so a part of this bill of the middle income students assistance of 1978 was that the federal government was going to ensure that your student loans, even if you declared bankrupt, would still be looming over your head, would still be holding over you. So that meant that loaners no longer really had to care about, could you afford to pay this? Because no matter what, they're going to get theirs. Everybody is going to get theirs. So that meant that they could jack up those prices. So they did. So that's why it was amazing that they pointed this out for us. That's why we've seen this continual increase. That's one of the many reasons why we've seen the continual increases for the uh, semesters. Uh, for the cost of semesters at, at schools across the country. We're going to continue seeing this because the government can never realize that they've been a massive part of the problem, but they think that they will, they could ever be a part of the solution. It's, it's, it's terrible. Just a reminder, Spike. <clears throat> uh, so, it it's something that we're going to see the cost of tuition rise we are going to see where more inflation right we just had the inflation reduction act which is more aptly called we're going to push a little bit more of green energy we're going to we're going to look at healthcare we're going to look at this we're going to look at that we're going to not address the infrastructure uh or actually it was addressing infrastructure we're not going to touch the inflation um we're not going to address the inflation. We're not going to reduce the inflation. We come out with this, which this is just going to counteract that in the same way. Um, it, it's Can I see by a show of hands who is surprised by this? No one here. No one here. So we see just a, it, it takes them two weeks to fact check themselves. They don't care about the inflation. They don't care about the devaluing of money. They don't care about the hardships that they're creating. As long as they can win out the votes, as long as they can they can send you a couple crumbs, and at the end of the day, who they're bailing out is not these families. They're not bailing out families. Families haven't had to pay these in a long time. Families haven't had to make payments on their federally backed student loans since before President Biden came into office. They could continue that. That would that would arguably do the same thing, but this reduction 
is doing is is taking another step on this so they're not really doing too much but they are going to reap the benefits and certainly these colleges will continue to reap the benefits as well now i've got something <coughs> now i've got something that is controversial for a lot of people and i'm going to say it and i'm going to say it boldly and i'm going to say it confidently if you supported the paycheck protection program the ppp loans and you don't support this there's an inconsistency there. If you support one and you support the other, you have flawed logic, but you at least are consistent. And if you are like me and you didn't agree with either of them, hey, I appreciate your consistency and being right, you know? But because there's a lot of people out there that are trying to separate these two things. And let's talk about let's talk about what happened government got involved government made it more difficult for families they made it more difficult for commerce they made it more difficult for people to um to live out their lives they made it more difficult for commerce to happen amongst voluntary people of consenting people They realized that there was a problem and then they performed a bailout. Which one was I describing? Both of them, of course. The difference is, of course, is that people want to focus on the PPP because it happened drastically and arguably overnight, March 17, 2020, if you will, which was when it was a national emergency because of COVID. And then everyone scrambled, freaked out. We started listening to ridiculous people that should have never been listened to in the first place. They shut down our economies. They forced people to stay home. They told you that you weren't essential for the nation, for your state, for your city, for your town, for your family. They told you to stay home. They realized that they had destroyed this economy. And then they decided that they were going to help out some businesses by giving them these PPP loans. It's, it was a tragic situation. I was I was torn up. I was upset. We were on here on this platform. I was out, out there in the streets yelling, banging my drum, talking about how they were destroying the lives economically, how they were going to hurt us socially, and how they were destructive to every means by the solutions that they were giving us. And so people see that because it's so in your face. And they say, well, the PPP loans were good. I may not agree with bailouts. I may not agree with the handouts. I may not agree with the way that these function, but these people needed help. Mm. I agree. Government fucked up. They fucked up bad. They destroyed lives. The abuse, the spousal abuse, the child abuse, the suicides, the homicides, the drug overdoses, the alcoholism, the just the destruction, the sheer destruction that families felt as a result of the COVID lockdowns prescribed by our government officials was destructive and, and, and completely agree that it was unwarranted. But then people got bailed out and you may find that justifiable. That's fine. You can believe those things. I did not find that agreeable. I did not find that to be a, a good solution because we cited the inflation. We cited that 
the problem was too much government and now just picking winners and losers isn't going to be a better solution. This is why we saw businesses thrive during COVID, where we saw businesses thrive coming out of COVID was because they were hand-selected by different legislators, by different governments in order to be held to bring to the finish line to be more successful than others. I didn't find that to be great. I don't like it when government chooses winners and losers. So I didn't support the PPP. You may support that and that's fine. But at the end of the day, it was because government actions that they, they had done is why people believe that the government solution was okay. I'm not of that camp. When it comes to the education, well, these kids weren't, nobody forced them to go to school. Nobody forced them to go to school. So why would I be forced to pay their loans? Well, why, why are any of us paying any of us? Why are any of us paying for the rest of society? Because some, some stupid social construct. But beyond that, when we look at things like occupational licensing, wherein governments are forcing people to go to school in order to perform their jobs, they're kind of forcing people to go to school. When nobody needs to go be a doctor, nobody needs to be a lawyer, nobody needs to be an architect, nobody needs to be... Nah, society kind of needs these roles... I can agree that we don't need the occupational licensing necessarily. I I do like the way that Larry Sharp describes it, wherein if you can trust your neighbor to do it, maybe you don't need a license for it. You don't need, if if you're getting a bowl cut, haircut with the bowl, bringing back the 90s, the 80s. If you're getting a bowl cut, you can trust your neighbor to do it. You shouldn't probably have to have a degree to go do that in in the barbershop. But that's something that occupational licensing hits on. But the occupational licensing, the requirements of those things drove up the costs. We already spoke about how when you make it to where you can't go bankrupt and, and remove those debts, we up the cost. Um, but it also drove up the need, the necessity with the occupational licensing. It also, when you have, when you want to give yourself the best opportunity you can to be successful, you want to be trained or you want to have experience or you want to have knowledge in those fields before you go into them or, you know, be able to gain those through other means, right? Apprenticeship or through educational uh, ways of, of doing it. So of course people are going to take the education route. They're going to go and take the loans and be able to do this because businesses aren't going to give you a loan to become an apprentice and they're not going to pay you so you can sit there and jot down notes all day long. So this is kind of in a large way, the way that society is being moved because of government, not in spite of government. So we force people to go to school. We, we culturally push people to go to school. We, we don't send them to go be plumbers and electricians and things like that, where um, the occupational trade schools are much lower than the traditional colleges. No, we send them to the colleges. We culturally tell them that they need to go to the colleges. They go to the colleges, they collect these loans, and then we go, well, sucks to suck. You chose to take the loans. And it's like, man. So our government and our society is pushing more and more people to go to these schools. They take these loans. They fail out of schools. They don't They don't actually participate in the schools. They, they, they fail out. They drop out. Or they just find out that, Fuck, I went to school when I was 18 years old. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to school and I found out that the track I was going on isn't what I want to do. So then they change tracks. They still have the loans from those, but then they have the loans from the new track. And so we are putting all of this responsibility on an 18-year-old's shoulders and going, well, it sucks to suck. You made a bad decision. Suck it up, buttercup. 
sounds like they didn't they may have had a choice but they didn't really have too much of a choice most people ask anybody who's young they have two really big decisions in their life that they made military or or go to college if that's the, the if that's the dichotomy of people that people are receiving we don't really get to tell them too much that it was just a that it was just their decision so on those grounds the way that the government has made tuition so much more costly so much more burdensome so much more unobtainable for the average joe schmo to do it without loans they're just as reprehensible just as accountable in this action so that's why i will not differentiate between the ppp bailouts and then the the student loans bailouts both of these bailouts are terrible both of these were brought on because of too much government involvement in those markets in those in the way that people were functioning on their own and so i'm not going to welcome their solution as a means to the end because at the end of the day the end is only going to be worse as they get more involved as we're seeing from the ppp loans as well as from these student loans where we're going to see a devaluing of our currency we're going to see our fiat worth be worth even less than it is today at a higher rate we're going to continue battling inflation we are going to see where college tuition rates are going to continue going up. We saw where as a result of those PPP loans and a lot of the other involvements, engagements and everything else in the market where there's a much larger disconnect between the large businesses, the big Amazons, the Walmarts, etc. And then the middle middle class businesses and then the barrier to get into the businesses to start up a business that's even higher now as well we are quickly moving and shifting our entire society our entire country to the major major businesses into the to the rich and wealthy there is a bigger divide going on right now and it's because of government not in spite of government so i want welcome to adult <laughs> so i want to give all of this to you guys and and I realize I'm getting a little bit emotional over this because it's so frustrating. Blame it on blame it on the A. Blame it on the anarchy in me. But I'm I'm not a fan of sitting here and going, well, some of these bailouts are good because people were hurting. People are hurting in both circumstances. I haven't seen a good argument yet that will separate and divide these two well enough for me to go, all right, maybe I can look at these into different things. Maybe these are, are apples to oranges. Right now, I'm seeing them as just two rotten eggs, and it's not it's not to the benefit of our society today, nor tomorrow, nor next week. Um, but I wanted to talk to you guys about all of that. I also wanted to make sure that I talked to you guys about well, just a big thank you and a shout out. Um, if you guys have not noticed, Matt and Spike have not been going live on Facebook lately. That's because they're doing their two different shows each and every week on the podcast. So if you guys have not already, make sure you guys are subscribing to us on anchor.fm slash Muddy Waters. Get over there, sign up, or on any of your favorite podcast apps, you guys got to go and sign up. Join us over there where you'll be catching two episodes every week of Matt and Spike. You'll be catching my episodes as well. But you'll also, if you sign up, anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe, you'll also get that heavily coveted, sacred third episode of Matt and Spike every week. So head on over there. Make sure you guys sign up. 
Again, that is anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe. I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Matt and Spike for always giving me a platform to come out here to talk to you guys about my views, my stances, my opinions on things. And next week, I've got a lieutenant governor for South Carolina candidate coming on, Jessica Etheridge. It's going to be one hell of a conversation. Uh, Typically don't have too many candidates coming on, but I will definitely make an exception for her. She is one hell of a friend of mine, and I am so excited for that conversation. Um, I spoke in the past about Americans for Prosperity in Columbus, Ohio, with the Criminal Justice Reform Summit. Uh, That has been moved to the November... To the November 11th and 12th in Columbus, Ohio. I will get you guys more details on that soon. Make sure you guys are... If you guys are in the Columbus, Ohio region area... If you guys are within a couple hour drive, come out, see me, see Kelsey line, keeps see Spike Cohen. I believe Jessica Etheridge will be there. So you guys will get to see her there potentially as well. But you'll see a lot of other fantastic people. Chrissy Wickers, um, a lot of fantastic people in the Liberty Movement will be there and plenty more. Yes, after the election, Joe, get out there, please. <laughs> Scientific Libertarian, that's funny. Um I like that as well, Joe, uh, your comment from Larry Sharp. But outside of that, where do I have to go? That's it. That's it. And hey, guys, check this out. I've got an outro. Love you guys. I will. Nope. Can't do that. I was going to play some music for you guys going on the outro, but I can't do that either. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next Friday here, 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you guys are checking out Matt and Spike show. Don't 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 miss those. You're gonna love those. You're gonna love those. Leave us feedback. Sign up. Join Muddy Waters. Join the Waffle House Caucus. Join all the all of the the Muddy groups. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Give us some conversation. Give us some love. Give us some some some. Blah, blah, blah. Give us some support. There we go. And I'll see you guys next Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, here on Muddy Waters Media, wherever you can see us. I love you all. I'll see you guys soon. Be good. Be well. Keep fighting the good fight.